And we welcome you to another edition of This is Wrestling. It is Lever Sage along with Zach freaking McGibbon. Zach, how are you for the second time this week? What's going on? Nothing much since the last episode, Lee. Just been doing the normal activities here in Belleville. So uh, I've just, I really the last couple of days I've just been going into the archives. I've been trying to study my wrestling entrance themes and music that really hit me when I hear it and whenever that certain wrestler comes out. So I'm excited to hear uh, how this episode comes out uh, in the end. So again, what we are doing here on this is wrestling this episode is to just discuss wrestling theme songs and to try and attack it from a little different point of view than usual and i think a lot of people can go through like the top 10 iconic wrestling theme songs of all time and yeah there'll be some debate here and there whether you know austin's of the rocks or cena's or Hogan's or Flair's will be, you know, two or four or six on the list. But I think we could probably just come up with a top 10 that would be pretty similar to most people's top 10. And this is not what this show is. If this show is anything, it is different, Zach, from what most other shows are. So this particular show that we are going to discuss wrestling theme songs are strictly based on our expert opinions well my expert opinion and yours zach so my expert opinion and just your opinion Mm -hmm. but we'll we'll combine those into our expert opinions and what gets us out of our seat what what still to this day gets me to jump out of the seat and go okay this is different this is like blood through the veins pulsating let's go like it's time i've been waiting for this that's the feeling of when the theme song hits you still feel that way and i want to stress that because i think there are some all-time great themes that you've heard so much that they simply don't jump you out of your seat anymore when they come on And I'm not saying that that's a fault and maybe that list is different yours than mine to anybody else that's listening, but that's the whole beauty of this. We run this show. So we get to be able to do it. Zach. That's right. You know what I'm saying? I love it. So we're going to try. So we we've sent each other like a bunch of stuff, but we haven't talked about this at all. So we're going to try our darndest I don't know if we're going to be able to do it, Zach, but we're going to try to come up with our This Is Wrestling top 10 wrestling entrance theme songs that make us jump out of our seat. It's a long title. Yes. I haven't uh, I haven't narrowed down the title yet. Um, working you title. Know what it, yeah, it's, it's... Well, you're working. I'm not. But <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I'm saying, exactly. For sure. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a cool aspect of this 
So when I said this to you in the first place, and then you went and did your list, before we get into it, did like your list change from ones that make you jump up as opposed to what you think the best themes of all time are, or are those quite similar? Uh, there was a little bit of crossover when it comes to themes that I hear that makes me get excited for that certain wrestler coming out and just some of the most popular wrestling themes of all time. And I think that kind of goes hand in hand with how these top stars of our industry were able to get over. Obviously, being able to get over in the ring with their ability and the fuse that they were in, but also as part of the presentation of the performer and the character, those theme songs are, are crucial in terms of helping get somebody over. So in terms of some of the names I've got here, I think there is some crossover in terms of some really big top stars in the industry. There's a couple other ones that maybe not as big, but I think are still recognizable enough where when you hear their name, uh, rather their music, uh, you instantly recognize who they are and and what they're going to bring into the ring. So there is a bit of crossover there, just kind of going through all the theme songs that I personally enjoy and really gets me out of my seat. And I think you hit the nail on the head there when, you know, wrestling's means different things for all of us. And as I always try to explain to people, this is kind of my version of what I tell people about why I love wrestling is because I've always described it. And I think I've said this on the podcast before that it's not just like you can be the greatest in ring wrestler ever. And I think of, I think of wrestlers that I really, really, really enjoyed that didn't necessarily have the personality or the character that others did. And I'm, I'm thinking of now, and this is not to get into a full discussion, but I think of like, a, I think a good example of this is maybe a Dean Malenko. Yes. Just bringing his name up because in the ring, that guy was just incredible, but he didn't have the personality. He didn't have the mic skills. He didn't have the charisma. He didn't necessarily have all of the it factor when it came to professional wrestling. And then there are those that are completely on the opposite side that have all the, the character in the world, but once they get into the ring, there's not a lot there. Hogan. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I just coughed there for a Ooh. second. Yeah. I uh, have to edit that out later. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and then there's a whole bunch in between. Right. But I always tell people that why I love professional wrestling is because I, I love watching wrestling in the ring. And I love people being like fantastic at their craft. I love watching how each individual goes out to try to sell themselves because it's basically like they're their own business. Like you're just, you're in this for yourself and you have to prove to people that if you get, if you went to the WWE say in the nineties or, and you got the character of Duke, the dumpster Drosty or, doink or the goon or whatever whatever 
character you might want to Santa Claus. Santa Claus. That most times you got stuck with that. You were the one that had to make that into something that made people want to watch. And it always, it's a combination to me of the ability to talk in the microphone to be able to promo yourself and get into verbal debates with people that captivate you, that make you want to watch that person. It's then when they get in the ring, they have to live up to the hype. They have to be one of the best wrestlers and you have to have an it factor. You have to have this kind of unknown quantity that simply people you're intrigued by, or I'm intrigued by what you're offering me. You offer something different, something that makes me want to watch you. And I think watching all of the wrestlers go about it in a completely different way, if they fail, a lot of them don't get second and third opportunities to completely change their gimmick. Gimmicks can evolve, but a lot of people don't get, you know, unless you're one of the, the best wrestlers that just got stuck with a bad gimmick, not a lot of people are able to overcome a bad gimmick to turn themselves into something else. And I think the music that goes along with, as you said, kind of the presentation matters. Like the first five seconds, the first 20 seconds, when that music hits, how important are you? So I think we're just going to, we're going to, at the end of this show, I'm hopeful that we're able to come up with a top 10 between us. Uh, we've given, I've, I've actually got probably four or five more that I haven't given you. So I'll surprise you with them, I love which it. is, um, excellent. Uh, but let's, let's try to kind of sort this out at the beginning with a couple of songs or entrance themes that you think were close, but ultimately are not going to make your top 10. They're honorable mentions for whatever reason. We can talk about those reasons, but maybe a couple that you were thinking of putting into your top 10 that ultimately did not make it. And so I think when you say them and then I say them, we can come up with, because maybe you'll say one that I'm like, no, that absolutely has to be in. Or no, it can't even be an honorable mention. It's so bad. It's from all Japan. Like I, I what's I'm the deal with be... crapping on yeah. all Japan? It's like I, I could use some all Japan wrestling right now. Oh my See, lord! It's so it's so fired easy up. to light your fuse. So easy to light your fuse, Zach. So Dynamite. Easy. So why don't you give a couple of, of themes for you that were close, but ultimately didn't make it for you? Sure. I will uh, throw out a couple of themes here. I'll start with one that I think will get some people's attention, I think. Um, it was on mm -hmm. the cusp. I decided not to put it in ultimately in my top 10, and that was the NWO Wolfpack. Yep. Um, yep. I think that is... It's it's funny because it's obviously not as iconic as the original NWO theme, but it still has this air of like... When you hear it, you understand something's crazy is going to happen on WCW. Um, it didn't make the top 10 for me just based on longevity and just some of the other tracks on here uh, would just beat it out in terms of uh, tracks that I could argue for. 
Um, another one, I, I, it's a song I really like, but same argument where it just doesn't have the longevity. Um, it's Jake, the snake Roberts, trust me theme from 91 to 92. Mm -hmm. I think that's an excellent song and just perfectly encapsulates Jake Roberts during his feud with Macho Man, Randy Savage around that time, this eerie darkness, this mysteriousness to Jake, but you are frightened about what he's going to do and what he's going to be. Um, I think that's a great theme. And when you go back and you watch that feud, it's great to listen to. Um, but in terms of like all time, great, just doesn't have the longevity. It doesn't hit as much. Um, so I wanted to make mention of that though, because when you do hear it, it's a fantastic song. Um, other ones I'll throw in there quickly. Uh, they kind of range from a little silly, like just silly songs that, they're not going to make any top 10, but you, there's a certain joy to it that I get when I listen to these yep. songs. One of them is the Fabulous Rougeau's All-American Boys song with Jimmy Hart. <laughs> I love that song so much. It's it's so humorous. You're right. That That's a perfect example of that it probably won't make the top 10, but I still pop for it. Oh, it's such a great song. Just so fits the Rougeau's. Them singing in French, insulting the English-speaking audience was just incredible. Um, so it's one of those songs that you hear it, it just uh, it just works so well. Um, other ones that I just get a kick out of only because they just it, they're so ridiculous in concept. Uh, I really get a kick out of Stephen Regal's "He's a Man" song. Uh, <laughs> such a great little track. And also the West Texas Rednecks rap is crap song. Yeah. Um, again, these are not these are not all time great songs, but they bring a certain joy. Um, I could also go back to some mid nineties WCW songs like the Steiner Brothers Steinerize song. Um, Rick Rude's he's simply ravishing was on the edge for me that I wanted to argue for, but I think it's just a little too goofy to be in the top songs of all time because. On the surface, it works so well for Ravishing Rick Rude around that time. But I think, again, there's just songs that are better than it. Um, and then other songs I wanted to mention as well, uh, where it will not get the popularity vote, but they sound really cool. Um, if anybody has that it does watch New Japan, uh, the original Gorillas of Destiny song, Gorilla Tactics, mm -hmm. um, that's a incredible song. It's just all. It's unfortunately tied to the Gorillas of Destiny, who aren't the greatest tag team in the world. Right. Um, but if you go and listen to it on YouTube, it's like this big, boomy, bassy song with this uh, deep vocal track that's on it. That's fantastic. Um, so uh, that's another honorable mention. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I I I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Alex Wright's theme. Only because oh, I'm, I'm okay, an Alex yeah, Wright stop, fan, stop. but that's uh, again honorable mention. It's a silly one. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, all the honorable mentions I wrote down. But the okay. ones that were really on the cusp were the Wolf Pack. Um, yeah, that was really on the cusp for me, but I decided not to uh, argue for it. And uh, the simply ravishing WCW song for Rick Rude. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think a lot of those ones are great. I'm not gonna. There are none on those lists that you mentioned. I'm like, no, those have to be in the top 10. Yeah. But I enjoyed some of... So the other one for me, sort of like the Rougeos, that pops me every time, is Strike Force's theme. Yes! Oh, that's a good um, one. I didn't think of that one. 
girls in cars. <laughs> so good. It's such a product of the time. I love it. But so bad. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfectly so pro good. wrestling. <laughs> so good, but yet so bad. Um, <laughs> so that one for me was like funny. Uh, that that maybe should be there for me i i just want to mention it i'm not saying it should be in the top 10 or whatever i loved raven's wcw theme really okay i i, I loved it um and it was just this kind of let's just put together some weird 90s music we'll we'll put it together we'll make it kind of sound like something but not really and i i loved it I, I used to pop for it all the time. Um, but it obviously shouldn't be there. I think a couple here for me, I, I'm gonna um I'm gonna I think this might be the most like when you said ultimately it's not like the wolf pack, I would never have had the wolf pack close to this in a million years. So I'm glad that you left that out because <laughs> I would have shot you down. It would not be making our top ten. But I will throw one out here that is worthy of a discussion. I've gone back and forth with this one for a couple of days. And ultimately, it is not going to be, for me, in the top 10. And it might be a little controversial, Zach. Oh, okay. But I am not putting Stone Cold Steve Austin's Glass Shatter theme in the top 10 wow. how do you feel about that okay uh i it's funny you mentioned that because and maybe that could transition a little bit because i don't have steve austin's glass shatter entrance on here either but i have a different version of his entrance that i like um that gets me but i'm interested to hear your thoughts on why it's not in the top 10 in general because i was fully anticipating you know that would mm -hmm. eventually make the list so i'm interested right. to hear your thoughts Are you going to put stunning Steve Austin's like I'm basically watching worldwide? Uh, no, theme, I, I, theme I am song? not. Oh, no, that's disappointing. Not. I unfortunately not. I, I, I was that I think will belong in the honorable mentions, but uh, okay. Uh, maybe his ringmaster. He didn't come out with the one at all. Shockingly. Um, no. Uh, yeah, that's not going in there. So for me, there's a difference and I had to sort of debate this. I know a lot of people still hear that theme and they think like it's it's kind of next level because it's steve austin it's so iconic and all you have to do is actually hear the glass shatter and you hardly have to hear anything after that and you know it's steve austin who's one of if not the biggest character wrestler of all time like he's in the discussion and i think for me it, it's partially because I got excited about that theme, but I stopped getting excited about that theme a long time ago. And I think once the glass shatters, the actual theme isn't what it should be. And this is a case a little bit of me hearing it too much. And it's a case of, I really don't think it's all that good. I know you hear the glass shatter and it's this iconic Steve Austin coming out and he's going to kick some ass and but it just 
I think if you played that for me today, or, and I'm going to juxtapose this with another song that I actually think should be in the top 10, and maybe we can start there, is I think when you're a legend and you come out and you're one of the all-time greats, it should still bring you to not just another level. It should still bring you to this like all time level. And I'll go back a couple of months to SmackDown. When sure it was unannounced, you got Austin Theory and Pat McAfee in the ring and the rock comes out. Zach, I have watched that probably 25 times. Since just the opening with him coming out in the first couple of minutes. It is it is next level. I still have goosebumps. I don't I'm not the biggest rock fan. I'm probably a bigger Steve Austin fan than the rock fan. But when he came out even two months ago in 2023, he's been back. I know he hasn't been around in a while, but he comes back every now and again. When he came out, literally the people's faces, the sound, the joy from the 10-year-old to the 40-year-old to the 70-year-old in that crowd that night, it was in Denver. I couldn't stop watching. And I don't even love The Rock. And I just, that to me is what pro wrestling kind of is. When somebody's music hits and they come out and people feel a different way than they do for the rest of the show. That's the feeling I'm talking about. And I don't get that with Steve Austin. I don't get it with his music. I don't get it when he was the host of WrestleMania. I don't get it now at all. And the fact that two months ago I got it with The Rock is the difference of The Rock for me being in this top 10 and Austin not being in the top 10. Interesting. So I am the opposite. Okay. I I get that feeling with Steve Austin when he comes out, and I don't get that feeling with The Rock. And I thought I would have the controversial take where I don't have any of The Rock's songs on, uh, on my top 10 list uh, that I want to argue for. Uh, and it's for a lot of the same reasons that you kind of laid out with, you know, for me, I do still get that feeling whenever Steve Austin comes out that it feels big. It feels important. The crowd is into it. Um, I don't have the, uh, Steve Austin's glass shatter in there. I actually have his disturbed theme, which he had afterwards around yep. not, uh, 2000 to 2002, 2003, I want to say. Um, that to me, I think is the superior Steve Austin, uh, theme song. Um, in case of the rock songs, uh, I actually have the same feeling you have for Steve Austin when, when his song hits where you recognize the iconic intro. If you smell what the rock is cooking. Um, and then I think the music afterwards is actually pretty, uh, it's for, for a guy that boasts about being, Mr. Electricity, the most electrifying man in the WWE. I don't find the song that electrifying. Any sort of version of his song, I find it kind of, 
it's not a bad song, but it's very generic for me. So in the case of Steve Austin, it feels like, and maybe it's also because it goes back to his character and how he portrays himself, where I kind of associate that song with Steve Austin. This badass is going to walk down the ring. He's going to stomp a mud hole into somebody, uh, deliver a stunner, and then walk out. Um, so uh, I was ready to kind of throw in there that I think Stone Cold Steve Austin's Disturbed theme should be up for debate. Okay, we're off to a good start because nothing has made the top 10. Um, <laughs> I'm Look, I I'm, can hear a discussion on the glass shatter. I actually think the theme song, as you said, for Steve Austin is better from Disturbed, but I can't also put in a song that when you say Steve Austin and then you have to explain that it's a different theme because every single person will go, the glass shatter. I can't put another one in the top 10. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because you have to explain it to everyone. Okay. Interesting. Right now, right now, The Rock and Steve Austin not in the top 10. I could already um, hear the listeners losing their minds right now. Yeah, but don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> this is our list. It gets, it, exactly. It gets better. <laughs> so, uh, if they didn't make it, I, I'm, I'm really interested. Let's go to uh a couple for me that will and i i'll argue that this one to me is it's tough for me to say it really is but the problem for why i know that it should be in the top 10 is because of how much i dislike this athlete or athlete, whatever he is, how much I dislike the person and how much I still think hearing the song creates a moment for anyone who who hears it and in the right environment can still create a moment for me as much as I dislike the guy. And that is real American for Hulk Hogan. Wow. Oh, Steve Bunda is losing his mind right now. Because take away all the pomp and circumstance of what Hogan did in the wrestling industry and how much I disliked him and how popular he was for the generic fan and how much he couldn't wrestle and all of that stuff. Do you have the music, Zach? For uh, Hulk Hogan? For well, there's a lot. There's a couple other Hogan ones there. So yeah, but do you have Real American? Uh, I on can. Hand? I could scroll down uh, and and play it uh, on hand. So let's once you get a chance to scroll down and do that. Let's let's play it because I want to see Zach and you playing it in this. The lights go out. The spotlight goes on. There's that murmur in the crowd with nothing happening yet that something is about to go on and then the music hits I am a real American fight for the rights of every man I am a real American fight for what's right fight for
All right, that's probably plenty. But I think when people hear that I am a real American, I don't know. It it's just it feels important. It feels like it's a moment to me. I think real Americans should be in there. Yeah, uh there's two Hogan themes yeah. that I can argue for. Um and I could totally see the case for real American Rick Derringer. Um, the other one that I want to argue for, and the one that I personally like more, but I wouldn't be disappointed if we did put real American on the list, but I will still argue for this. I still think Jimi Hendrix voodoo child, the way that Hogan came out during the NWO is the superior theme to Hogan. And I know that might be the hot take, but the way, the way that he was able to come out on WCW Nitro and for a guy, again, I'm in the same ballpark as you when it comes to Hogan, not my favorite performer of all time, I think is an understatement. Um, but in terms of being able to present himself, the character, the NWO was cool. Um, and Jimi Hendrix, all time, great artist, voodoo child, one of the great rock songs of the era. And I think it just worked so well with Hogan. Uh, that I would argue I would I would like to hear Voodoo Child uh be Do you do you have Voodoo Child there? Yes I do. Let's okay, play let's some Voodoo it. Child. You know what, Zach? I think we're going to come to a consensus here and put in the number 10 spot on the list, real American slash voodoo child. Okay. Hulk, Hulk Hogan. I like it. I like we could, it. We could even mix in. He went with Eye of the Tiger before real American. Eye of the Tiger at that point was my, like, growing up, my fate, like, I went to a hockey camp when I was eight and I heard Eye of the Tiger and literally went over to the jukebox and put it back on again. And I loved Eye of the Tiger, but I love Eye of the Tiger on its own. I don't associate that Eye of the Tiger song with Hulk Hogan, even though he came out to Eye of the Tiger before Real American. So I'm unwilling to put Eye of the Tiger there, although I think it's a great, great, great song. But Okay, we've come to some sort of consensus here. Number 10, we're going to do a Hulk Hogan Real American slash Voodoo Child. Are you okay with that? I am I am very much okay with that if, if we have that at number 10. Uh, I think this is, uh, again, I think this is kind of shocking the listeners a little bit considering, uh, you know, how much we've buried Hogan throughout the entirety of this podcast uh, yep. since the beginning. But the man has good entrance songs and you cannot deny it. And it just works well. And there's just a certain energy that comes with those songs. So uh, I am content with uh, putting it number 10. 
Yeah, he was such a big star and that the songs ended up embodying what he was. I didn't have to like the performer in the ring, but as you said, I hear Voodoo Child, I immediately think of Hogan coming out and scrumming the NWO painted belt as he, you know, basically limps down to the ring and like, but <laughs> it's it's iconic like all i do i hear that song and it's just it brings me to another level because no matter what you said when hogan came out during the nwo it was a big moment and what i very much appreciate and maybe we can talk about this on where where you think or, or maybe it shouldn't be there so he was a part of one of the most influential factions of all time and that's weird to say considering like how big of a star he was before that but certainly the nwo and what it did in the history of professional wrestling you have to tell the story of the nwo right mm -hmm. like it's just part of the lore of what wrestling history is so he was part of that group and that group had one of the most iconic entrance themes of all time he had a different one even though he was in the same group and it was also iconic i i think that actually says a lot about what they were doing with that and how big of a star he was and there weren't that many people that would have been able to get away with that. But w when you say the NWO, when it, got, when it got started, it was Hogan and Nash and, and Hall, mm -hmm. right? Three guys. They had two different theme songs. Both of them iconic. So what do you do with the NWO? Where is the NWO theme song? Is it close to the number one? Is it close to the middle? Is it close to the end? Is it not on your list? It's near the end of my list. And the reason why is because when you go through that era, the NWO, if we just looked at the NWO from 96 to early 98, I think you get a much higher ranking. But in totality, when you really analyze those nitros later on, how much the NWO theme can be such a nuisance, such a bother, uh, yeah. I think it hinders it. Because obviously WCW, they they do way too much with the NWO. Now all these people are in the faction, and all of a sudden the NWO B team is coming out and interfering in undercard matches on Nitro, and you hear the NWO theme playing, it starts to get overplayed, and I think that hurts it a little bit. Yep. Uh, and so I wouldn't put in the top five because of that. Um, if we were just looking strictly from a 96 to early 98 angle with the NWO theme, there was this would obviously be a top five selection. But I think as time has gone on, I think there is some looking through rose-tinted glasses with the NWO song. Uh, that it's now people look at the, the good from it, and obviously there was a lot of it, but 
they're with it also, you know, 99, they try to bring it back in 2000. And then the WWE tries to do in 2003, it starts to lose its luster and appeal. Um, and so I think it deserves to be on the list, but on the back of the list, like an eight or nine. Okay. Well, I'm very comfortable in putting it at nine, uh, with you. It kind of surrounds the Hogan stuff. Um, it is the lead NWO, the group, as opposed to the Hogan song. But here's, here's a quick story about going to see a WCW house show in Buffalo, New York in, uh, I can't recall exactly, but it would have been somewhere in the 96, 97 era. Okay. So it would... It wasn't like NWO with um, Virgil and Conan and like Buff Bagwell. And no, it was pretty much, I'm not sure if Scott Norton, it was pretty much Hall and Nash, but they were main eventing um, in Buffalo, New York at a house show. And I remember thinking how excited I was to hear the NWO music, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know what happened. I have no idea. But Scott Hall and Kevin Nash came out to Ready or Not by the Fugees. Ready or Not, here I come. You can't hide. (laughs) And I'm like, what? What's happening? I remember how disappointed I was. I can't remember feeling that way, right? Like mm-hmm. when somebody comes out to a theme, it's not like I was super excited to see Hall and Nash. But when they didn't play that song, I remember how disappointed I was. All right. You got the music queued up here, Zach? Number nine on the list, the NWO. I could do that and non-wrestling fans know what I'm talking about and I just did it. I mean, I did it perfectly there, but I know yeah, I can't people see it. might yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you nailed um, it, though. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Uh, so, number nine on our list, the NWO. Um, how do you feel, speaking of those guys, you might as well get a lot of uh, that sort of group out of the way. How do you feel about Razor Ramon's theme in the WWF in the mid-90s? You see, that was on my list of uh, of themes that, that I think could you could make an argument for in the top ten. Um, I think it's iconic. It it fits Scott Hall slash Razor Ramon so well. Um, I I want to go through a couple other songs first before I can because I felt confident with Hogan's songs and the NWO songs. Yep. Razors is on on the edge. No, no pun intended. Of, oh, very uh, nice. Of, very nice, Zach. Uh, of the top 10. Um, 
I, I want to hear arguments for others that I think are great songs. Um, but it is iconic. I do. There is a certain energy I get when I hear Razor come out. Um, first time I watched WrestleMania 10 on like a tape or whatever, a rewatch, um, and hearing that song and how iconic it was with that match, the latter match with Shawn Michaels, um, mm-hmm. sticks out to me. Um, so I, I'm not confident in saying top 10 quite yet. Uh, I want to hear some other songs about it, but, yeah, but, but it is it, an iconic it's on, song. It's on the fringe. Yeah. For me. It's definitely on the fringe. Um, okay. So yeah, that one's on the fringe for me. I don't know that it could make it, but I, I do get a certain energy when I hear it. Um, the guys used to play it for me a little bit on the air. Um, it, it, it brings back some nostalgia. I just don't know that it's it's good enough to be there. And I think one of the, the cool things about a lot of songs that I have that are like definite on the list are actual real songs, right? Not made up by the company. Right. Not nece- Jim Johnston necessarily. or Jimmy Hart's produced songs or anything like that. The real licensed song. Right. Speaking of which, um, when I watched wrestling in the 80s, there were two songs that we can discuss. I feel like I feel like one of them's got to be on the list here. Uh, and they're not top fives, so I gotta get them in now. Mm-hmm. But two that when they hit that when I watched wrestling, I it just took it to a different level for me. Um, I knew like as a kid, like I guess being somewhere in the, the range of anywhere from say 10 to 15 for me, like as a kid that when I watched them and that their, their music hit, it was like, Oh man, like this is, this is just different level for me. And I, I just thought that these are the coolest two tag teams, maybe three tag teams that I'll put out there um, that kind of fit the persona. They fit everything about the teams and they're all tag teams here. So let's, I want to just at number eight, you can throw out some other stuff, but I want to throw out do you have the beginning of Iron Man? Yes, I do. Do you, do you have that there? Can we hear it? For sure. And now coming to the ring are guys that have shoulder padded leather spikes, face paint, and they are going 
to kill you. And those are the road warriors. When, when that music hit, I know a lot of people will remember them sort of as the Legion of Doom and Rush and then whatever generic theme song came later. Mm -hmm. But I'm telling you, when I watch them in the NWA, and if we ever talk about greatest tag teams of all time, it's going to be hard for me to not put the Warriors up near the top simply because, and, and I think we've talked about this before too, they were at a different level than most tag teams. And I, you could also main event those guys when like in the NWA back in the eighties, if Ric Flair wasn't on the card, it was like a B show. It's like if Hogan wasn't on the card, you could have other matches, but if Hogan wasn't there, it was the B show. And in the NWA, the Road Warriors could main event with Flair not there and sell the buildings out. When they came out, I was like half intrigued, half scared, and half like they're going to kill people. Like, I just thought it was so intimidating. So I love that one. But there's two other ones for tag teams. And as soon as I say the Road Warriors, somebody's thinking right now, well, what about Demolition? And Demolition's theme, I think, was really cool. Um, I actually think it's one of the best from my past and growing up in the WWF at the time. I don't know how you feel about it making the top 10. I'm not sure. To me, it's a top 10. But it's very distinctive. And I, I can hear an argument for it. And the third one I want to put out there is the fabulous Freebirds coming out to Freebird. Um, never seen the team take their time. That song, Freebird, takes a while to get going. And Michael P.S. Hayes and Terry Bam Bam Gordy and um, Buddy Roberts came out and they strung out those entrances like they were there for the entrance and not the, the match sometimes. Especially Michael P.S. Hayes. Yes. Um, I, I just thought those are next level. So what do you think about those three? I have the Iron Man son in my top five. Uh, so I am not going to disagree with uh, the Road Warriors being on the list. Uh, you have it in your top five. I, I have it right at five. I think it's just, it's it might be a little unfair because it's a licensed son, but boy, is it a damn good licensed son. And it just fits so perfectly with the Road Warriors and, and their aesthetic. Uh, I love that song. I even love the WCW Muzak version uh, where they modify it to say, we are Iron Men. Um, but uh, in terms of the original Black Sabbath version, uh, yeah, that's uh, in my top five. I think it's an all-time great wrestling song that deserves to be uh, okay. on the list. So if you want to keep at it at eight, I'm not going to be disappointed. I think it's no, a top let's, five song. Let, let, let's... Let's bump it up then to number five and and we'll have that locked in at five. I think 
I think disagreeing about five, six, seven, eight, when we both think it absolutely should be on there, I'm okay with. There you go. Yeah, I love that song. And I'm so glad uh, that you brought that up because uh, it's an iconic theme with the Road Warriors. And and I love that theme more than their WWF theme. And their WWF theme was pretty good as well. Um, yeah. But it's way more iconic for me. And it represents the best of the Road Warriors. They brought that into the NWA, as me- as you mentioned. They also brought it to Japan. Um, they brought it all across different territories in the AWA as well. Uh, it's just an all-time great song, and it deserves to be on there. Okay, locked in at number five is Iron Man, Black Sabbath for the Road Warriors. Uh, okay, we got three locked in here, Zach. Why don't, why don't you bring up one that you feel should be somewhere in the six, seven, eight category. Because sure. we have Hogan, Real American, uh, Voodoo Child, kind of a slash two songs for him, but they're both at number 10. And then we have the NWO theme at number nine. Now the Road Warriors at number five. So why don't you bring up one that you feel should be somewhere in the six, seven, eight. Sure. I'll throw out a couple of songs. Um, I will start out with both of triple H's iconic songs. I'm talking about the game and I am talking about my time. Um, I think they both, if we want to do similar with Hogan, combine them together and put them in one rank, I'd be okay with that as well. But I think both are iconic themes that deserve to be on the list. Um, very recognizable, very good songs in my eyes. Um, the other one I'll throw in there that I think belongs in the in the the lower tier of of the top ten, the bottom half. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't lose sleep if we decide not to put it on there, but I think it's deserves to sneak in, and that is Brock Lesnar's WWE theme. Um, it's funny we were talking about with The Rock and Steve Austin. He has that iconic, they have their iconic openings. And then we kind of discuss how our varying thoughts on the music afterwards. To me, I think the music afterwards, after that iconic guitar riff at the beginning for Brock, where it's uh, a thundering sort of guitar that, that overcomes, I, I think it fits perfectly. And you know that there's this sense of danger when you hear that song with, with, with Brock Lesnar coming out. Um, it's not a top five song, but I think it's iconic enough to at least deserve some discussion. Um, and I'll throw in my first and probably my only all Japan, uh, uh, (laughs) recommendation. Um, but I think, and this is going to be more for me, but I think you will agree with this in a way. Um, I picked Stan Hansen's all Japan theme. Wow. Um, Okay. And so, I think that song, when you watch those old All Japans in the 80s and 90s, and mm-hmm. you hear that music play, you, you see the crowd, like the Japanese crowd is usually very quiet and very polite. Um, but you want to see what over is when his music hits and you hear that, uh, that Texas-themed song play um, and the way he kind of runs out of the entrance and you can feel like 
in, in Japan with the entrances, you, sometimes the crowds, you had to run away because there are these wild characters that would go through your Abdullah, the butchers that would go through bruiser Brody, um, the funks, um, and Stan Hansen to me was the epitome of that. And I love his song. There's just an energy to it that I love. Okay. So do you have it, Zach? And if, if so, let's play Stan Hansen's all Japan theme. I have it right here. Let's play it. can't disagree zach i wanted to crap all over your all japan stuff um this was and i think he got fortunate because his character there was just so different um but man it it was a different energy for sure and as you said you want to talk about being over um man that one uh, i know you mentioned brock lesnar uh do you have Brock Lesnar's on hand? I do. Okay, let's hear that. All right, there's the little Brock Lesnar for you. And then you talked about Triple H, where he's got my time and the game, correct? Yes. All right, so let's hear which one do you have first? Uh, I got my time uh, loaded up if we wanted to. Uh, okay, that. yeah, let's go with my time. One, two, is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that Triple H. All right, so there is my time, and of course, the game from Motorhead put out there. Here's the game. Time to play the game. Okay, so Zach, let's discuss um, all of those options. We got Stan Hansen, we got Brock Lesnar, we got Triple H. I think, if you can believe this, Zach, I think I'm willing to come to an agreement with you on Stan Hansen being number eight. Let's go. I'm I'm well okay with that. I was thinking of, of it around a six, seven, eight slot, so that's perfect. Okay. Um, again, this is a little bit of an education, I think, for some people who haven't necessarily, like, this guy portrayed the wild, crazy, almost like no other. 
and over in Japan, how successful that was. Uh, so I, I think I can, I think we can come to an agreement on Stan Hansen at number eight. Love it. I, uh, I'm totally down for that. Okay. Um, let's discuss here. I do. Brock Lesnar is an interesting one for me because the music does say something and it, when you hear it, you're right. It creates another, like something's coming, something dangerous is coming. Um, you know who it is instantly. I just don't know that I can put it into a top 10 best themes of all time. I think it's on the cusp. And I, I, I do tend to trend towards the real songs, I guess, with, with words and the music. And it just, it comes across sometimes a little bit more to me, but when we get to triple H I'm out on my time. Like it's not making my top 10. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's okay. Uh, it certainly isn't degeneration X. And so the fact that triple H was part of degeneration X, which unfortunately I feel like might still come up during this discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, you're mixing in my time. You're mixing in the game. I could even sort of venture in to a discussion while you're bringing that up. I could talk to you about um, Evolution's theme song mm-hmm. uh, to also put in there, which line in the sand, which I thought was actually almost as good or better than than certainly some of those uh but it's hard to it's hard to argue that when you heard the game and you still hear it today it all goes back it creates this energy for me as well about in a big moment you can put it to other sports, it, it creates a different sort of electricity for me. So I think I'm willing to do the game at number seven. Sure. How about that for you? That works for me. I I, I figured the game would be a, a song that would hit that list. My time is something that I just, I for whatever reason, it just really connects with me. And uh, and that era of Triple H in the Attitude Era, um, but obviously the the game is the more iconic one, and certainly in terms of my musical taste, it it hits it harder for me too. Like if if I had to choose between the two, I would pick the game, but I did want to kind of throw the uh, my time in there. So, yep. but having said that, I I'm more than happy with having the game in there at, at number seven. Okay. The game at number seven. We got a couple of Zach's picks here. Um, we got Stan Hansen and the game. I shouldn't say that. It's our list. That's right. So we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to work really hard here because we don't have that many left here. Right. We got f- we're di- we're we've done five. I and think we just need five. to put in six. 
because uh, we got number 10 yeah. was Hogan's theme. So it was Real yeah. American and Voodoo Child. Number yeah. nine was the NWO theme. Number eight mm-hmm. was Stan Hansen. Number mm-hmm. seven was the game. Six is empty. And then we picked Iron Man uh, for the Road Warriors at number five. Okay, so at number six here, if one falls out of your top five, you better argue really, really hard for it right now. I got the, there's a bunch that I can't believe that aren't going to get in here. Mm-hmm. Um, man, oh man, oh man. Um, so, I'm going to tell you that for me, I don't know. Perfect Strangers by Deep Purple was the theme song for Shane Douglas and the franchise in ECW. It's one of my favorite ones of of all time. It, it brings me to a different level every single time I hear it. First of all, do you have that? I do not. Uh, I have other ECW songs that I've picked. Um, but Deep Purple did not make it into uh, my list. Sack, sack, sack. What Sorry, are, what are Shane Douglas do? doesn't hit for me as he does for you. He's the franchise, baby. <laughs> oh, Deep Purple. Perfect Strangers. Remember my name, Zach. Nothing, eh? Nah, that I think there are other ECW themes that are more iconic, uh, that deserved, uh, yeah. and, and I understand for you, you have that personal connection, obviously with, with Shane Douglas. And I, I very much respect that, but for me, there are others entrances in ECW that hit me harder than Shane Douglas's entrance did. Uh, okay. So there's the Sandman with the inner Sandman. Yeah. There's Man in the Box, Allison Chains. That was Tommy Dreamers. Mm-hmm. There was The Offspring with Raven. Yep. I personally enjoyed Taz's theme song. Um, but they were they got away with a lot of things in ECW. Music was a big one. Oh yeah. Um, they got away with a ton. So I'm interested to hear from the ECW part of this, which hits you the most. There are three ECW ones for me, uh, that I wanted to throw in there for conversation. One of them was Taz's theme war machine from kiss. Mm -hmm. Um, the other, the other two, uh, one of them being RVD's ECW theme for walk Pantera Pantera, Yeah. Um, and the other one, and I'm interested to hear your reaction on this one. Um, New Jack's natural born killers. So this is the difference. And when we explain the list at the beginning, do you have has his theme song? I can pull it up very quickly. Just give me a second. I will give you a second and I'll tell you in between that the difference of this list is I can sit here all day with you and have a, a discussion about the iconic nature of 
the gangsters and new jack and what that meant and the song continued to play and he would come out with the shopping cart um when it hit it was you knew chaos was coming and it was very 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 identifiable um i don't know for me that it hits in the same way it doesn't bring me to that next level in fact i think playing the song the entire time he was out there actually was a detriment um to him and 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 i didn't love it um iconic in ecw yes but i'm i'm gonna take new jack off of the list i would even put um public enemies theme song uh i was doing the uh the raggedy ann i was doing the the dance with the public enemy when they came out loved it i don't think it should be on this list but i loved it now that song continued on by the hot stepper mccray martin here on the indies that's right all right, let's hear Taz's theme song, War Machine from Kiss. We're going to have to have an interesting discussion here. You mentioned, what was your first one? Sandman? Uh, I didn't mention Sandman. Uh, no, you didn't. I, oh, RVD. RVD, yeah. yeah. I was okay. thinking about Sandman, but his entrance doesn't hit for me as much as it does for others, uh, personally. I get why it's over. I mean, it fits him perfectly. But I guess in the same way how you feel with New Jack and the gangsters with natural born killers where it's it's recognizable you know that trouble was brewing um Mm -hmm. but once the it actually hits the ring it kind of loses its effect Mm -hmm. to me the sandman entrance while definitely iconic uh and definitely part of the fabric of ecw uh, i i don't have it on my list i i like these other ecw ones more um and uh and and so the ones being uh if the ones that are in discussion right now being Taz or RVD. Okay. I think you can convince me on the Taz one. Um, and the reason why is because when w- what they made Taz out to be, when he would do his promos and they cut the towel and they drape it over his head and then he would come out it to me it was like ECW was so much fun with so many different characters and so many things happening it still to me is a lesson in what you should do to run a wrestling promotion the right way when it comes to offering people different things obviously there was a lot of flaws with ECW but 
the fact that they were able to give you so much variety and so many different characters. But when Taz came out, that was main event time. When Taz came out, that's world championship time. When Taz came out, his whole slogan is, right, survive if I let you. What was the beginning of that? Oh, uh, with, with Taz and True. Uh, anyway. I, I know what you're talking about. Survive if I let you is the, is the main one. Yeah, at the end. I actually thought it was true. I thought Taz could kill anybody. Um, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. And the music to me was, okay, I've had a lot of fun with... Sandman and Dreamer and Raven and the gangsters and Public Enemy and you know when they had Austin and Jericho and Juventud and Rey Mysterio and Malenko and Benoit and Guerrero and all these guys. But when Taz came out, it was main event time, different level. Um, Beat me if you can, survive if I let you. Yeah, but it hits differently for me. I hear it. I just stood up right now when you played it. And I like kind of put my art, like I, I'm into it. Like I want to go. I, I won't fight you, but I want to fight someone right now. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to put this one in, Zach. I'm going to put this one in. I like it. I, I want to argue more for RBD's walk. Not gonna happen. No, are are no. are you a fan of that entrance? First of all, yes. Okay. I I am a fan of Pantera's. I'm a fan of the theme song. I think it fit RVD very well. Um, no, I, I'm a big fan. I, I still think it means something to this day when you hear that music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take me to another level. Fair. And the whole idea for me is these have to take me and you hopefully to a different level. I hear like, if I heard Pantera walk right now, I'd be like, do you have it there with you? Uh, Pantera walk. I can pull it up right now. Yeah. Play it. Like I'm interested to hear it, but it, it just didn't strike me as like main event next level. I am here because RVD is here. I thought RVD was a cool character. I thought I could do some cool things. Um, So do you have the song? Yes, I do. Okay, let's go. So there's a little bit from uh, RVD, Pantera Walk. Again, I really like this one. Um, It's certainly worthy of a discussion. My, like, you've made some of the arguments that um, why the NWO went down to number nine was because of where, like, the different members and late in the NWO's tenure, it didn't hit the same. Um, unfortunately for me, some of that is RVD in the back half of ECW 
when it got on to the Nashville network, TNN and he and Jerry Lynn and some of the other guys, just incredible were kind of on the back half of the company. And that song reminds me of the back half of the company and not the great times of the company. Mm -hmm. And so that's the reason I got to, I got to take it away um, because it's a great entrance. It's a great song. It doesn't take me to the next level, though, because it it reminds me of a time that wasn't as good. You know what? I the way you laid it out, I can understand because you know when I was listening back, and I, I still am of the opinion that that walk entrance for RVD is better. But the way that you laid it out in terms of Taz was the main event. Taz was the guy that you want to look out for in a peak period of ECW. Um, I, I understand where you're coming from from that standpoint. So I am comfortable with putting uh, the uh, Kiss on there at number six. Okay. We only got four songs left, Zach. That's right. And I don't I don't know what I, – I honestly don't know what I'm going to do here. Um, I, I just – there's too many. There's so much. <laughs> there's, there's so many good ones. Um, I'm going to take this a different way here. Sure. And ask you what you think number one should be. All right. Just go right to the big banana. Well, I just want to do it that way and see what your number one is. I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm not saying what I'm saying is going to be. I'm I'm asking you. I got to try to put this perspective because I got about 10 that I want in the top four. And I'm sure you have others, and we only got four spots left. That's right. So I don't know how I'm possibly going to leave some of these out. <laughs> My number one, Lee, uh, is a song that has been able to live on through decades. And despite being heard at the lower levels of wrestling, made a big return recently into a stadium and yet was still so over. It can bring so much joy when you hear it and it associates with this wrestler so well. Lee, I'm going to play the song right now as I fill here. And I'm going okay. to say that my yeah. number one song is yeah. the song. So you want the final countdown, Brian Danielson, as the number one song. Yes, I do. Uh, oh. And I'll tell you why. You're going to have to. I think this song, the way that it embodies pro wrestling with the person that it plays it for with Brian Danielson, where it's a simple song, but it brings energy. It's a song that... As mentioned earlier, despite it being played on, you know, smaller independents and Reign of Honor, it was still one of the most over songs in the building. 
And when we were down there in Toronto for Forbidden Door, I looked at that and I and I and I heard it live and didn't think I would ever hear it. And hearing it live and hearing the people sing along to the song and people get excited for the song, I think it's the perfect embodiment of uh, one of the best professional wrestlers in the world ever in Brian Danielson. And I think because it is not this super dark, super serious, it really does embody pro wrestling where it doesn't take itself so seriously. It's a in light it's an uplifting song you get energized when you hear it especially when danielson comes out for me my number one is brian danielson's the final countdown that he used in reign of honor in aew that is my number one okay so i think what we should do here is just put out i'll give you maybe what i think should be number one and we'll have to talk through the top four here and put them in some sort of order hoping that they'll all be there. Sure. Is that a fair a fair way to do this? That is fair, yes. Because, um, again, folks, we haven't really, we wanted to talk this out. So I was there with you as well. Now, I don't have necessarily the Ring of Honor history and some of the the other history with Brian Danielson. Um, kind of before he became what he was in the WWE and then now in AEW but I do have an appreciation for it. Him helping that song out by being one of, if not the best wrestler in the last decade or wherever you want to put it, he's near the top of most lists. And I think when you do that and he hasn't really come out to that song in... He's come out to it in AEW once, and he did not come out to it in the WWE. And it it's lasting because everyone knows that song. Like, when you hear that, I, I understand why, and I actually think you're right. You hear it, you get excited, but then by the time the song gets going, everyone's singing it. And there's a there's a palpable energy when that happens and I was in Toronto with you and heard it and it was awesome. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to just say to you that I, I think it should be in there and I don't disagree with a lot of what you're saying. The only argument against it, and you'll make arguments against other ones I'm going to throw here, but my only argument against it is that I can play that song for a bunch of people with say 20 people and 10 of them are wrestling fans and 10 of them are not wrestling fans. And I would say to you that five of the 10 wrestling fans and all of the casual fans will not associate that song with Brian Danielson. Whereas, I don't know, say cult of personality living color with CM Punk as a guy who grew up in the eighties and loved cult of personality, living color and loved the group well before CM Punk came along. Do you have cult of personality on hand, Zach? I can pull it up. Yeah. You, you pull that up. My argument about why this one should be number one is because 
I think almost any time you hear this song, it is associated with CM Punk. So there's Cult of Personality, CM Punk. I think this has got to be in your top four as well. It is. Um, And the reason I would put it ahead of the final countdown for Brian Danielson is the fact that I think more people would associate this with CM Punk than the final countdown with Brian Danielson. I think you have to be a, a more hardcore wrestling fan to put final countdown with brian danielson but once you are if you are that hardcore fan i understand why it's so high why it's so meaningful what it means to you to hear the song and get you out of your seat so if cult of personality is there for cm punk because i was also in toronto hearing the music more importantly when he came back the first time in AEW and that that music hit it was special um it was special in the WWE it was special that he carried the song over and wanted it to come with him. Um, it was special that he got it in a world where other people weren't getting that. Uh, it's been special every time you hear it. it. It, to me, means next level. So we can agree that that song is in there. I'm going to give you the Brian Danielson one because I, I understand that feeling for you. If you want to put it at number one, it obviously means that much to you. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving we're not leaving it out of the top four. So we got two of our top four songs there. What else to you is in that like super elite category? I got two other songs. Top four. I got yeah. two other songs. One of them I think we will share. The okay. other one I don't think we will share. But uh, I will start off with the one that I think we will share. Let's hope. And I will play this right now, and I want to hear your thoughts. All right. Metalingus. Metalingus with Edge being there. Um, I'm going to have a hard time leaving this one off the list. Um, I I look forward to your other song, the one we will not agree with. Um, But I'm also going to sit here and probably argue my head off for another one that you're not going to like either. So, um, what's your other one? The other one on my list is from a wrestler that you have mocked on this show. Nice. And a wrestler that I love on this show. And I will play the song right now. (laughs) 
I did put Kaze Ninare in my top five. It has to be there. It has to <laughs> no. be there. It, no, it, no. This, it has to be there. I'm it sorry. It doesn't have to it be there. It has to be there. Uh, it has to. It, this is one of the great wrestling songs of all time that has lasted. And I know it's from a wrestler you're not the biggest fan of, but I concede that mm-hmm. with the Metalingus song, it is from Edge, who is somebody that has not really hit for me in this current run, but who mm-hmm. I, have, I have enjoyed in the past. Um, but... Having said that about his in-ring work, whenever I hear Edge's song, I always get fired up. And that mm-hmm. entrance, the way he comes out to it, I have to give it its props. It's an absolute top five entrance song. Okay. Kaze Ninare has to be in there at the top five. I'm sorry. I am going to fight tooth and nail for it. Unless you're able to convince me with your song that you have selected uh, that, uh, uh-huh. that could knock it off, but it's going to be tough here, Lee. It's going to be very tough. Can you explain a little bit more why it's so high for you? Kaze Nina Ray, in terms of the association with Minoru Suzuki, and it's, again, one of those songs that this will probably be for my taste more, but it's a song that's lasted in Japan for decades, and it fits Suzuki so well. It gets the crowd energized. I know I'm going to get a hard-hitting match whenever I see Suzuki. I associate that song with some of the best times of New Japan in the 2010s. Uh, and it, it's one of those songs that in Japan, it's over. In the States, it's over. In the UK, it's over. Um, and I think that speaks to uh, the abilities of Suzuki, the song, that even if you don't speak Japanese, you know what Kaze Ninare is. Um, and so I feel that with all that said, this is an iconic song in wrestling. It's an identifiable song if you're a big wrestling fan. And I think it has to be in the top five. I'm not saying it's number one. I'm not even saying it has to be third. It has to be in the top three. But I think you have to have this song in your top ten somewhere. And for me, it's a t- it's at least top five. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, okay. So, the one I'm going to argue about that I don't know if it'll hit with other people, but... For me, this song from Christian has to be in a discussion. I'm still singing, Zach. Don't turn it down on me. Um... I feel about Christian Cage and close your eyes the way you feel about Brian Danielson. Okay? Okay. That's how I that's how I feel about the song. So we we have some things to talk about because right now we have Christian and Edge and Brian Danielson. And Minoru Suzuki. Did I leave something out there at the top? Oh, and Brian. Yeah. You got Danielson. We got Punk. We got uh, Minoru Suzuki, Christian, and Edge. So so I left Punk out. So one of those 
to me. I can't, okay. So I can't believe that Cody's kingdom is not on here. Um, I, I, I might even have to argue to put it on. Um, you want to alternate I, with anybody on the, on the top 10? How do you feel about kingdom? Uh, I don't love it as much as others do. I think it's a good song. I don't think it's a top 10 song. You don't. Do you have it on you? Uh, I could pull it up. Okay. Pull it up. I think we need to hear it. Because this one's lasted now. And I've been singing the praises of this song since Cody first started using it when he first started in AEW. And, you know, we're working on four or five years here with this song and it's, it's next level song. So let's hear it. Wait for the whoa, Zach. There's no whoa in this version I've got, I don't think so. I could have done it. Yeah, you could have done it. You can fill in the whoa. blank. Um, hmm. You don't think that this is... I'm surprised. I- I'm a little bit surprised that you don't think that this song is as big or as means... Like, it doesn't take you to the next level? It's a top 20 song for me. Uh, not a top 10 song. I like, I don't get me wrong. I When when I hear it, I enjoy it. I know what I'm going to get. This does not take it to the next level for me when it comes to this song with Cody. It's a good song, but not top 10 for me. Hmm. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this, Zach. I'm going to go back into our back half. And you're going to pick one of... One of... How about this? You're going to pick either Stan Hansen's or Taz's War Machine. Okay. or Or the game. Six, seven, and eight. Hmm. You're going to pick one of those and tell me whether Minoru Suzuki deserves to be ahead of those those songs. I believe Minoru Suzuki uh, deserves to be ahead of all those songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be willing to switch. If Are you trying to find a way to slot in Kingdom or are you uh, moving past from uh, Kingdom? No, uh, I think Kingdom should be in there. Okay, I'd be willing to switch the NWO with Kingdom as a con- as a concession. <laughs> I know, I'm willing. I'm willing to make that switch. I can't move off of Stan. I can't move off of Triple H. With some, with the right amount of uh, coaxing, maybe Taz in the ECW entrance, but. 
I still would think it's too high to put it there. I like Taz's entrance more than I do Kingdom. Um, but I'd be willing to make the switch of the NWO at nine with Kingdom. So, so you're unwilling to go, unwilling to move Stan and the game. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, Kingdom's got to be in there, and I think, I think you're gonna have to move Suzuki back to one of Taz or NWO. Then, and and if we move Suzuki back to six, and I move Kingdom to nine, and we we put Taz and the NWO on the outside, I'd be okay with that. Because we still have, I just don't think I can get away from, I, I will be willing to put, I'm, a, I'm willing to go as low as six for Christian. I'm not willing to go lower. Gotcha. So if you want, because our top four right now, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, mm -hmm. Edge, Edge, we could pick either Ed Christian or, or Suzuki at four, if we, uh, if we, because uh, I, so, so, so we're leaving out MJF, not a top 10 we're, song, no, we're leaving out Undisputed Era, definitely not a top 10 song, no. Oh my God! No, oh, Zach, I'm so so lucky. And, we didn't and, and, get to and this all the wrestling the history, no, absolutely not. It's a good song. It's maybe top twenty, top twenty-five, but not top ten. No. We're, we're not top five. Judas, uh, Judas, I could I could hear an argument for. Well, because you hear the argument for it, because as soon as it plays, the crowd sings the whole song by itself. Yeah, but yeah. I don't. You I don't love the for it. I don't love the song. That's the thing. It's like I like the song. Well, it doesn't get you to the next level, though. No, it it okay. doesn't. I I again, that's a top, that's a top fifteen. If you could really make an argument, maybe sneaks in it in the ten. But I I it's it's not a top ten song for me. Okay, okay. Um. This is so hard, Zach. Shinsuke is Nakamura's so uh, WWE theme. Where is Shinsuke, that? Shinsuke, yes. I, I was going to bring that up because one of the best entrances, I love Shinsuke's. I love his theme song. Mm -hmm. when, it, when he was put into the right character and at, at its best, that was incredible, incredible. Um, oh, man. I want. So I'm going to put Cody. Number nine, okay, with Kingdom, okay. Removing the NWO, another I know, right? Huge but, one. But like I argued, it's it's one of those things that the NWO song kind of gets looked back on with some rose tinted glasses. Again, for that certain area of ninety six to ninety eight, I could totally hear the argument. But once you get to ninety nine, two thousand, then the resurrection in two thousand three in the WWE. I, mm -hmm. it's really it's it 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 
has this factor where it, it starts to get annoying. It's a bit of a nuisance. So I'm comfortable with removing that in terms of like songs okay. that can take us to the next yeah. level. All right. Now I'm going to barter another deal with you. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So I am willing. I am willing to put Suzuki at four. Okay. And put and put Christian at six. If, and I mean if, Brian Danielson falls to three. I don't hate that. Uh, I don't okay. hate that deal. You and know? I will even, I not even, I will then go to you and say if Suzuki is at four because it means that much to you and then Danielson is at three mm-hmm. with the final countdown I I probably have to put Edge at two mm-hmm. and Punk at one mm-hmm. are you comfortable with that? I had Edge as my number two, so I'm okay with that. I can, I know how this plays out where your number one is, is, is the number one. I, uh, I am aware of that. Uh, I've tried, I've tried to barter some deals with you because I don't, I personally don't think Suzuki should be in the top five, but. He absolutely should be in the top five. Okay, I you're, you're I'm I'm standing firm on that. You're hard on that. I I'm hard on I, that. I, well, I thought put it this way. I came in with Christian at number one. Mm-hmm. Christian at number one. Right, you did okay? say Christian number one. You said you just said punks you thought was better than Danielson's, which okay, that's I could hear that I, argument. So I am putting Christian at six. Gotcha. When I think when I think it should be number one. Okay. He's he's number one on my list. So while you think I'm getting my way with Punk, <laughs> I think Punk should be in the top three. three? Yes. I, four? I I feel like, comfortable I, with that. I would not I would not have him out of the top three or four. I'm gonna put him at one because it's iconic and it's not my choice either. My choice is Christian at number one. Mm-hmm. Um for how it makes me feel still when I hear his old TNA stuff. When I hear it today, I actually have three different versions of Close Your Eyes. One done by a softer female voice. Um, That's my personal favorite of the three. Yeah. Um, But even his theme now that doesn't have any words is my favorite theme going. So I wanted him. I'm putting him at six, Zach. I just want you to to tell you that. Okay. Okay? That I'm, you know what? I'm okay with that. If we want to argue between punk and edge for number one, uh, I'm, I, we could have that discussion, uh, because for me, edge is two. And, and, and I think you said, mentioned that edge was number two for you. Um, so if we wanted to make punk number one, I'd be comfortable with that. Um, so just so that I can just so that I can get this list in order. From ten to one, yeah, and we can make the final decision here. And let yep. me know if I've if I've uh, misranks uh, somebody. But yep. number ten was 
Hulk Hogan, uh, Real American, and Voodoo Child tied for 10. Bum, ba, bum, ba. I am a real... Uh, bum, ba, bum, bum. Yeah, okay, yeah, got it. Number nine is Cody Rhodes' Kingdom. Whoa! Yep. Number eight was Stan Hansen. You are hard and fast on Stan Hansen. It's a hard one to argue against when you go and see how over that guy was. Right. Um, I'm trying to remember what number seven was because I know six. The we game. Made yes, the that's game. right. Triple H. The game. We made that number seven. Time to play the game. Yep. Number six was Christian. The different versions from AEW, TNA, and WWE. Yep. Number five, we made the Road Warriors with uh, Iron Man. Iron yep. Man. Number four was the final countdown. No. No. Number four was uh, Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki. Number three was Final Countdown. Number two is Edge. And number one is CM Punk. Zach, I think after a lot of back and forth discussion here on the podcast, you and I have come to a conclusion on a top 10 wrestling entrance theme. Get out of the chair and let's go. There we go. Show. I love what it. What a list. It's quite the list. I what know people are going to be upset with this list, but yeah, yeah of course, Zach. They're <laughs> upset every time you speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I get it. No, I'm just kidding. This is a um, great list, I'll tell you. This is a good list. Yeah. This I'm fired up about this list. Yeah. I like it. So, you, so you, you're feeling okay with it? I, I, I am feeling comfortable with this list. Yes. So am I. I can, I can, I can get That's... behind this list. That's scary, Zach. So am I. <laughs> so am I. Okay. Well, we've just completed one of our our our, our new things that we're going to do. We're going to put these out periodically, um, either every week, every other week. We're going to have something new to go along with the daily stuff. This has been so much fun. And when people hear this, you're right. They're going to be mad. More at you <laughs> than at me, but okay. You know what? I, I'll, I'll take your heat. I'll shelter <laughs> you. I'll protect you. I okay, think I'll people will God. take heat with you picking Christian one. I, I love the Christian songs. It's not a number one for me. I uh, can, I can hear uh, top five, but you know, but we've uh, already it's, accept, it's, locked it's, in on the top 10. So, well, Mike, yeah, well, mine didn't get to the, <laughs> to the top five. <laughs> no. Okay? So, so, so I relented <laughs> at that point, even though I still feel wronged by it, I mm -hmm. relented and I'm going with this list as my list. So Christian is number six. Yeah. I, right? I can already hear. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. He'll have a chip on his shoulder when he hears this and he'll come out and he'll prove to you that he should be number one. Yeah. He'll, he'll personally get a promo on me of how he should be number one. Um, I could already hear people talk about where's so called Steve Austin. Where's the rock? Where's, uh, you know, John De Cena. Degeneration. Yeah. DX. Uh, I don't yeah, love that DX song. I love the, uh, the Run DMC remix of of the DX song, that which, song I really is, enjoyed. Yeah, which is better. But again, people have to understand that this is not a best. It's a or most iconic. It's for us to get us out of our seat. And so, yeah, I mean, leaving even honestly, like back in the day, Shawn Michaels music hitting and Ric Flair's. 2001 Space Odyssey and Savage's Pomp and Circumstance. Sa Savage. 
I can't believe MJF didn't. Like, I, I'm, I, and maybe the last six months is taken away, but <laughs> man, oh man, I can't believe I would do a show and not have that. And Perfect Strangers for me didn't make it, which is so iconic. I, I almost thought there's no way I'm not, I'm not going to let Zach away with not having um, Perfect Strangers from Deep Purple for Shane Douglas be in the top 10. And it didn't make it. Nope. Didn't so we make both it. had to get. We both had to give here a little bit, Zach. We did. Look, I had to concede some stuff. I didn't get, like, to me, my time uh, is 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 a great song and and deserves to be on the list. And so the fact that it didn't even make the top ten is hurts me a little bit. Uh, uh, so I see, was, we 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 had to make concessions. But when I look at this list and and what we were able to come up with at the end of this uh, brainstorming session, I guess. Uh, yeah. I, I think we came up with a really fun list of songs that when you hear it in the arena, it gets you up out of your seat and you get excited and uh, you st- either sing along with the song or you just feel the energy from the song. Uh, I think this is a tremendous list. Yeah, I, I approve. And so, look, we'll try and do more of this kind of stuff as this is wrestling goes along. This has been a lot of fun, Zachary. I call you Zachary because I didn't get everything I wanted, but that's okay. <laughs> uh this has been a lot of fun, Zach, and uh, we'll do some more stuff like this soon. For sure. This was a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really glad we did this episode, and hopefully the listeners agree. Well, they'll, yeah. Not, not with the list. Agree. Not with the list, but in terms of us discussing the songs. <laughs> I know they're not going to agree with the list, but uh, that's fine. Yeah, Chris Jericho, the list, should have been on the list. Mm, like, I don't know how. Man, that would have been... Uh, Meta, very meta. <laughs> All right. For Zach McGibbon and Lever Sage, thanks again for coming along with us on another episode of This Is Wrestling. Now